Welcome to Courage Pod. My name is Lauren Ray, the Courage Coach. I am an entrepreneur, certified mindset coach, and expert in building unshakable courage. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring episodes, helping you to discover how to unlock your limitless potential and to break through to new levels of success in life, love, wealth, and business. In my world, we don't settle, we courage. So let's get started. Before today's episode officially begins, I wanted to just let you know about a free live online experience I am hosting at the end of this month. So the end of this month is June 2023, if you're listening to this live. This is my live online summer party. This is an opportunity for all of us to come together for a mid-year reset, to celebrate and connect with others, to recalibrate and ground in powerful new intentions for the rest of this year. We are half, almost halfway through the year right now, and this is an opportunity for us to come together, to celebrate, to ground in, and to reset. This is a two-hour online free experience that's happening on Sunday, the 25th of June, 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. UK time, so do check what time that is for your time zone. The link is in the show notes to sign up and grab your free ticket. And I'm so excited to see you all there and have this incredible summer party. Today's episode, I am diving deep into the six different types of courage. Now, I touched on these briefly in the very first episode called What is Courage and How Do You Get Some? But I really wanted to dive even deeper into the different types of courage to bring an awareness to the different levels, the different types, so you can really understand maybe where in some cases you might be thriving with courage and in other areas you're like, oh, actually there's some room for me to lean further into this. I know personally for myself, but also my clients who have gone through my program Courage Academy, they've gone through the module around what types of courage there are and already had massive transformations because they've realized, oh, this is a type of courage that I really am not tapping into at all. And once they've brought awareness to that and then obviously made changes, huge transformations for them have happened. So the six types of courage. The first one is one that we all know and love. (laughs) It's the one that we think of generally first when we think of courage. It's the one that has been the dominant narrative around courage for a long, long time. But of course, thanks to incredible researchers, people who've written books and done studies, people like Brene Brown, who have really brought courage and vulnerability to the forefront in our collective narrative over the last few years. Courage has obviously started to change how we think about it, our understanding of courage has really shifted, which I'm very, very grateful for myself. But realistically speaking, for the majority of people still to this day, if you say, what is courage? People conjure up images of people running into battle. You know, if you you Google courage right now, you will see people leaping off buildings and, you know, running into battle and shoving their heads in lion's mouths. Okay. Well, not the last one, but you get the gist. But physical courage is the type that most people think of. It's where you're risking physical discomfort, physical injury, pain, or even death. As I said, people running into burning buildings to save babies, people running in front of traffic to save a puppy. And physical courage can also conjure up images of people jumping out of planes, something that I have done, and bungee jumping and various other things in really extreme sports. It does take courage to be in these situations. Of course, it absolutely does. It's, and it's right that we have fear of pain. It's correct that we have a physical fear of pain and of course, death. Pain tells us where our boundaries and our limits are. However, sometimes there are things that are more important that are worth risking that pain or worth risking our own physical safety. And then our physical fear becomes a border to be crossed with absolute courage. So of course, I've already listed a number of very extreme examples, but this can also look like the smaller things. For some people, obviously, this is big, but we're thinking about going to war. That's a very, very extreme version. But physical courage can also look like falling off a horse, but getting back on. 
in trying a new physical activity or trying something that you've never done before that is more physical, that you're not sure if it's safe. Obviously, I'm not recommending people doing unsafe things, but skateboarding even. Some people fear skateboarding because they might fall off and hurt their knee. And I'm sure you've all seen those incredible videos online where there's like, I mean, there's one in mind that comes to my mind where there's like this little girl and she's learning to jump on this massive box and she falls and she falls and she falls and she falls and then she finally does it. And there's another one where there's a kid, I don't know how old he is, he's really, really young, but learning to do this skateboarding trick. I don't know what they're called. But again, you watch the video of him doing it, falling, 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 and then finally doing it. Each time he got back up and redid it, he had to face the fear of the knowledge that he probably is going to fall and hurt himself. And that takes physical courage. So yes, we have the big examples. We have the running into battle. We have the running into a burning building to save a baby. And we also have, if you fall off a horse and getting back on. And so of course, a lack of physical courage really looks like holding yourself back and not taking part in activities or things just because you have a fear of having a physical discomfort or potential pain. Now, of course, there is a difference between courage and just being reckless. I'm not recommending you anyone doing anything that is just pure recklessness because you think it's courageous to just get hurt. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it's like you're holding yourself back from something that you really, really want to do because you fear that you might get hurt. You might fall off. It might be uncomfortable. And it also looks like trying something once, but then giving up because of one failed attempt. Again, those examples that they shared of the kids who are doing like incredible things. I mean, I'm watching these videos. I'm like, how are these kids doing these things? (laughs) I'm 35 and I can't jump on a box that high. So it's really about understanding that, yes, you can, anyone can be courageous once potentially, but it takes courage to get back off, get back on the horse, literally. Recently, there has been definitely a movement, or maybe it's just because I'm more aware of it, but there's definitely, from what I can see on the internet, a movement of people who are doing the cold plunging, you know, cold water swimming, and really embracing a physical discomfort, which actually builds courage and it builds resilience and it has so many health benefits. And myself and my partner have started going to these these events now where you, you alternate between really, really hot saunas and cold plunges, and it's done so much for my own physical resilience, but also my mental resilience. You know, the courage to get into a really cold ice bucket and then stay there and then keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and recently we went down to Brighton and it was amazing because we were in a hot sauna and then we would run into the cold 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 English channel and what that does for my physical courage and my mental resilience and my mental ability to keep myself calm and kind of in control mentally in a moment where it feels uncomfortable or there's discomfort has rippled out into other areas of my life. So that's physical courage. And I really encourage you to take a moment and think about the ways where you have shown physical courage or potentially the ways recently where you maybe have held back and you've potentially wished you'd had more physical courage. And again, it doesn't have to be big things, but the little things can have a really big impact on our self-esteem, our self-confidence when we finally lean into that. The second type of courage I want to share with you today is social courage. Now, social courage means not conforming to the expectations of others and being willing to show your true self and live your life on your terms, even if it means risking social disapproval or punishment. Now, of course, there are going to be cases where being your true self and really living a life the way that you want to and not conforming to others isn't safe. But I am going to be just talking about this as a general statement. And I want to really quickly reference the Bronnie Ware book, Top 5 Regrets of the Dying. The number one regret of the dying is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. So this really, really comes into social courage. 
And so social courage is living the life that you truly want and living with intention and living consciously. As I've mentioned in a number of different episodes before, so many of us are moving through life sort of not really consciously choosing our choices. We think we are, but more often than not, we're making choices that we are just expected of us. You know, we go to school, we go to get a degree or whatever that is, and then we go and get a job and then we get married and then we have kids and then we die. Like most people are living our lives sort of through this narrative and a very few of us, and I'm going to put myself in this category, of course, because it, I've spent most of my life until until my mid-20s and even really I've never really looked at it on a really deeper level until my 30s when I became a coach and became more familiar with this work. But most people do live without really ever taking stock and zooming out and taking a pause and going, what do I actually want? What do I actually want? What is the reason I'm making these choices? Do they feel good? And what I call living consciously and courageously. You know, social courage means not just living a life how you want to live, but it means being able to express opinions and preferences without having to check to see if everybody else and of opinions and expectations are the exact same. You know, a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs and creatives and putting themselves online. And it's a very, very, very busy online space. You know, billions of people on the internet every single day. And so many of those people are trying to stand out and be seen and create a space for themselves, whatever that is, whatever they're doing. And what I'm often saying to my clients is the more you can really express your opinions and stand in your truth and share your side of things and really allow yourself to be seen, the more you're likely to stand out online. But of course, this requires social courage because it it might be that you say something or do something that not every single person on the planet agrees with. And this is one of the challenges with the internet these days is that you're not just saying an opinion to quote unquote, the people that you want to hear it. You're saying an opinion and everyone in the world could could weigh on, in on it. And it takes a lot of courage to express an opinion, to share yourself and your opinions and your business and your creativity online because you're exposing yourself to the entire world, essentially. And never in, before in the history of the world has it ever been the case where a random individual in Iowa can share a thought on the internet and somebody in Germany four times their age can have an opinion of it. It's a very strange space we live in right now. And I think it takes more social courage more than ever to really stand in your truth and stand and share that and express that and not constantly check, is this going to be okay for every single person on the planet? Now, of course, we don't want to just be putting things on the, out on the internet that are going to harm people, of course, but we have to accept the fact that our opinions and our thoughts and our beliefs and our ways of viewing the world may not actually align with all the billions and billions and billions of people on the planet. It's physically impossible. Now, of course, we don't have to all be putting ourselves out on the internet and sharing our opinions. It can just look like having a personal style and sticking to it regardless of fashion trends or what other people think. You know, people who might really love dressing in 80s, 70s, 60s styles clothes. That's probably a bad example. Victorian style clothes. And it really brings them joy. In fact, I saw someone in Brighton, actually, when I was there recently, I saw someone fully dressed in what I can only be described as sort of modern Victorian era clothes. And I thought, I love that. I love it when I see people really expressing themselves and just owning what they want to wear, how they want to be dressed and how they want to express themselves. And regardless of every single person else who was in that cafe, who was all wearing clothes probably from H&M, it was like they fully just owned what they wanted to wear. And that takes social courage. Another example is choosing to pursue a career path despite 
everyone around you telling you it's not a respectable or a safe career. I know this is something that a lot of my creative clients really struggle with, where a lot of people pass opinions on them about what is and isn't an acceptable or safe career choice, whereas they follow their passion and they have to consistently stand up for themselves and stand up for their choices because it's not the choices of others. Now, of course, on the flip side of that, a lack of social courage is making choices and not making choices purely based on what others think, what others might expect of you, and never truly making the choices that you genuinely in your heart want to make. Or it's giving up something because somebody said something or someone said they didn't approve or they thought it was a bad idea. You know, a lot of my clients, as I've mentioned, are entrepreneurs and I can't tell you how many of my clients have had family members and friends pass judgment or make comments about their choices to give up their career to start a business or whatever. And it takes a lot of social courage to stand firm in what they truly want to do and ignore the comments with love and say, you know what, I'm going to do this anyway. And it does take social courage to do that because it's really difficult sometimes where you have people who you love and respect who are close to you sharing well-meaning opinions and passing well-meaning but judgments onto your life choices. And so with social courage, have a think just for a second, maybe pause the podcast and reflect and journal on how have you shown social courage recently? What areas of your life do you feel like you are allowing yourself to be tr- truly yourself? And what other areas of your life are you thinking, actually, is this something that I genuinely want? Is this, is this a choice that I made? Or is this a choice that I made because I thought it was the right thing to do? Or it was the safe choice? Or have you given up something recently or maybe held yourself back from something recently because you were worried about what other people thought? Now, the third type of courage is moral courage. And this is doing the right thing in a situation as per your morals and your values, even if that risks an inconvenience or a loss of job or a security or social status. Now, of course, like all of these courages, these couraging types, it's not about being reckless. It's not putting yourself in a situation where you're going out of your way to harm others because they have another opinion to you. It's more about standing up for what you believe in and standing up for what's right. If you see someone being bullied, standing up for that. If you don't believe in bullying, which I hope you don't, (laughs) just as a general statement, um, and standing up for somebody, if you see someone being bullied, if you see someone in a situation that isn't right, or you see someone being harmed and you don't think that's okay, but it takes courage to stand up and say, hey, that's not okay. And that's not, that's not okay. And that's not right. And protecting that person. It's standing up for human rights. Ultimately, there are opportunities here for us to really tap into where have we not shown this type of courage before and where can we potentially lean more into this and stand up for what we know is right if we're seeing someone acting in a way that isn't okay and if we're seeing someone bullying somebody else or saying something else or acting or behaving in a way that we don't agree with and can we say something calling someone out on behaviors that is immoral or harms another person that shows moral courage so of course the opposite of that and the and the lack of moral courage is staying quiet and not standing up for what you know is right. And changing your opinion to fit in with others even though it goes against every fiber of your being. Now a fourth type of courage is emotional courage. And what this really looks like is being open to feeling the full spectrum of emotional experiences. It's allowing yourself to feel angry and sad and not considering any emotions as good or bad, but just allowing them to be, allowing those emotions to be okay and just a full spectrum of emotional experiences. 
but it's expressing your feelings as well, not just to yourself first and foremost and allowing yourself to feel them and acknowledge them and, and allow them to be without passing judgment or shame upon yourself for feeling them, but it's expressing your feelings to others and also allowing others to do the same for you. And sometimes, and this is where it takes courage, it's it sometimes it takes courage to not just express your feelings, but it takes courage to hold space for somebody else's. Because sometimes it can be very uncomfortable because we're just not socialized this way to really hold space for other people's emotions. It can feel really uncomfortable when somebody else is expressing extreme emotions. And if you don't know how to meet them there and hold space with them and, and allow their feelings to be valid without batting them away or telling them they're being silly or not to worry, but instead actually just accepting that those are their feelings that they have right now. But most people who don't have this kind of emotional courage or really aren't allowing themselves to lean into emotional courage will either suppress their own emotions and or not allow the space for other people to have their valid emotions as well. And also accepting the fact that everybody experiences their emotions very differently. People express them very differently and not to shame others if they seem to have a wider range of visible emotions than you do. And then again, understanding that often where we're passing judgment and shame about other people's emotions, it's because we are judging our own. And more often than not, when I now know this, I see people who are judging or batting off or kind of trying to suppress somebody else's emotional experiences. I often wonder how much they're doing that to themselves. But it's being willing to be vulnerable, to be truthful and to be aware of your conscious experiences and your core emotion and not suppressing or avoiding. So examples of this can just be telling someone that you love them without the guarantee they'll say it back. It's allowing yourself to feel discomfort. It's also grieving and not pushing it away or not numbing. I learned from Brene Brown a long time ago that we cannot selectively numb our emotions. When we are trying to avoid or suppress or not feel the what we can all consider bad or negative emotions, you know, sadness and grief and loss and disappointment. If we're doing our absolute best to avoid those things, we're more than likely numbing ourselves and blocking ourselves from the positive emotions, allowing ourselves to feel joy and success and hope and whatever those feelings are for you. So of course, a lack of emotional courage is numbing and avoiding our own emotions. Our emotional state is the biggest reason we don't achieve things in our life. It's the reason we procrastinate. I often say to my clients, you know, we're not procrastinating because you don't want to send an email. You're procrastinating because you, there's a feeling, there's an emotion, there's an emotional state surrounding the email or what could happen as a result of the email that is holding you back. And so understanding our emotional state and allowing ourselves to have more emotional courage is so, so, so vital, not just for our own experience on this earth, but our, our relationships, our friendships, our, our goals, our successes, our businesses, our careers. And I really recommend those of you who are wanting to put yourself out of a comfort zone and maybe start a business or, you know, be a creative or whatever it is, ask yourself, how am I really in touch with my emotional state? How am I managing my emotions? How am I nurturing my emotional state and how am I leaning into more emotional courage that will allow me to step out of my comfort zone and my familiar zone with more ease and just kind of allow myself to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay, number five is intellectual courage. Intellectual courage is being willing to grapple with the difficult or confusing concepts and asking questions, being willing to struggle to gain understanding and risk making mistakes. It's putting your hand up in class and saying, I don't understand. It's reading a book. It's being curious. It's asking a question. It's allowing yourself to intellectually 
grapple with and challenge concepts, beliefs, thoughts, your own, more importantly. It's being willing to question things that perhaps go against what you previously believed or were told. Just because you've always thought something was true, doesn't make it true. Obviously there's science to back it up, that is fine. (laughs) But many of our thoughts and our beliefs that we hold to be true, most often are not. And actually we've just never challenged them before. Mo- again, a lot of the work that I do with my clients, it's it's challenging their thoughts. It's challenging their beliefs. It's dismantling them. Not because we just want to do it for fun, but because often, more often than not, the thoughts and beliefs my clients hold are holding them back. Beliefs they have about themselves, thoughts they have around what is and isn't possible, beliefs they have around money, beliefs they have around success, beliefs they have around what is possible to have work-life balance, and so on and so on. Most of the time, it's just about actually having the intellectual courage to question, to challenge, to dismantle, and to break down what we have potentially been taught and believed and held onto for our entire lives. It's thinking outside the box of what is easy or normal or what we've only ever experienced. It's being open-minded to others' experiences and point of views, even if it challenges our own. It takes a lot of intellectual courage to sit with someone who holds a very, very different point of view to you and to be able to sit with that hear them out and have a conversation with them without shutting it down, without being like you're wrong and walking away. But actually it takes a lot of intellectual courage to be able to sit with somebody else with a difference of opinion and to have a conversation and to hold space for somebody else's point of view. Even if part of that conversation is you wanting to try and understand their point of view and maybe shift it to your point of view because your belief is that you're correct and you believe that what they're believing is, is morally wrong for whatever reason. But intellectual courage really allows you it's important to be open-minded to see and understand other people's experiences put yourself in somebody else's shoes metaphorically speaking and point of view even again even if it challenges your own you know it takes intellectual courage to really question and challenge something or or go on a pursuit to understand something new even if it means that you completely lose a truth that you held for so long it's asking questions when you don't know the answer and you don't know what the answers might bring It's taking on a challenge that would be putting your intellectual capacity on the line, aka be willing to admit that you don't know the answers to something. It's sharing an idea or an opinion that is maybe out of the box thinking that maybe nobody else in the room has suggested yet. And that takes a lot of intellectual courage because it's your ideas, it's your thoughts. And of course, on the flip side of that, not having enough. And of course, on the flip side of that, a lack of intellectual courage looks like not questioning not questioning your own thoughts, your own beliefs, not being curious and questioning the world around you and just accepting everything you've ever been taught as blind truth and holding back your own ideas and your own opinions and your own thoughts. So just like the others, take a moment and maybe pause the podcast and reflect on how have you shown intellectual courage? How could you show more intellectual courage whatever area of your life you're thinking about right now where you're wanting to pursue but like where can you really lean into more courage? The last one is spiritual courage, being available to the deepest questions about why we are here, what is my life for, and do I have purpose? It's the spiritual courage of looking beyond ourselves and thinking about life in this existential way and not necessarily obviously knowing the answers ever. Spiritual courage means accepting that you are unlikely to ever find the answers, but asking them anyway and opening yourselves up to vulnerability and the mysteries of life. There's so much that we don't know and being open to having these conversations and questions and being curious and allowing the unknown to exist. 
It's also encountering people and holding space for people who have very different spiritual beliefs, religious faiths, or traditions without judgment. Spiritual courage isn't my spiritual beliefs are right and everybody else's is wrong. It's actually really allowing yourself to hold your beliefs while allowing somebody else's beliefs to exist as well. It's having conversations about religion and the meaning of life with people who have very different opinions to you, but being curious and having the courage to allow that to be the case and not shutting down or numbing or blocking off other opinions and other beliefs and other thoughts. It's listening to stories from faith traditions other than in your own. It's building meaningful rituals into your daily life, such as quiet contemplation and coming back to yourselves, you know, especially with social media these, these days and everything in our hand and not at the in our fingertips of our phone. Again, most of us, and I, this is something that I'm actively working on myself, is most of us are moving through our days and our weeks without ever really taking a moment to reflect on how we feel, what we're thinking, what is this all for? I'm not saying you have to spend your days sitting around going, what is life? But we're so distracted. Life is about distraction and comfort and ease and it's quick and it's everything is instant gratification. And what I have definitely learned for myself is the more I have allowed myself a quiet contemplation and the more I've allowed myself to sit and think and feel and ponder and be curious and have conversations with people and, and read books that I would never read before and, and try meditation and try these things and have conversations with people that I've never, I mean, I've been, I'm having conversations with people that I genuinely have never had these kind of conversations before. And I've been exploring and experimenting with things that honestly, five years ago, me would have rolled her eyes at 100%. But I'm really leaning into my own spiritual courage and be like, okay, let me just, what if I was just open? What if I was just completely open to all of these different things that I've never considered before? What could possibly happen? Not just for me, but what does that mean for my relationships? What could that mean for my career? What could that mean for my creativity? What could that mean for my experience in life? What could that mean for the people around me? I don't know, and so on and so on. And so I've really been leaning into my own personal spiritual courage recently, and I'm definitely attracting more clients now that are definitely open to this as well. And I'm incorporating some of the practices that I've been learning into my work. And for those who are open to it, and of course, I don't ram things down my client's throat. I'm very, you know, my clients and I have a co-creative process where if at any point they aren't open to things, that is totally okay. Of course, we're all on our own journeys. So those are the six types of courage in a little bit more detail. And again, I just want to reflect back on the Bronnie Ware book, Top Five Regrets of the Dying. The top five regrets are, number one, I've already mentioned on the podcast today, but I'll just say it again. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. Two, I wish I hadn't worked so much. Three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings, emotional courage. I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends and I wish I had let myself be happier. And I truly believe that if you explore the six types of courage more, if you allow yourself to explore and be vulnerable with yourself about where you are leaning into these courage types and where you're maybe not and where you could maybe play with them a little bit more and explore what that might look like to you and lean more into the emotional courage, the moral courage, the spiritual courage, whatever it is. I honestly believe that more people would not have these regrets. There's an amazing quote, and I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but the quote by Mary Daly is, like you learn to swim by swimming, you learn courage by couraging. It's why I often say, keep couraging at the end of the podcast. It's why I always, I refer to my community online as couragers. <laughs> We're all just couraging along. And it's why 
I have called my brand new offer, my new space, my new container to support my clients, to support you, is called Couraging Club. And this is not just another course or a program. Couraging Club is a living, breathing portal, that's not what I'm calling it, of endless inspiration and empowering science-backed mindset tools to unlock your limitless potential, to unlock your most courageous self. It is a community of ambitious souls leading themselves towards the dream success, the life, the businesses, the wealth, the relationships that they desire unapologetically. Now, I haven't even announced this online yet. So those of you who are listening to the podcast religiously on the day it comes out. So today's episode comes out on Monday, the 12th of June. This actually doesn't get announced yet officially with my community until tomorrow. My birthday is June the 13th, Tuesday. Tomorrow is my birthday. And I have a whole announcement that is coming tomorrow on my social media. But since you are a loyal podcast listener, you get this information early. So the two announcements that are coming on my social media tomorrow officially enter my mailing list are one, as I mentioned at the beginning, is the summer party that's happening on the 25th of June, which is a free online event. So please do come along. It'd be so lovely to meet you and see who's listening to the podcast. It's going to be an incredible two hour experience. And also, if you are curious about Couraging Club, I have put all the links in the bio and you are the first people to hear about it. Thank you for listening to Courage Pod with me, Lauren Ray. If you love what you heard today, share this with a friend and leave us a review. If you like free gifts, head to the show notes where you'll see a free training from Stuck to Unstoppable, how to stop self-sabotaging to create the life you actually want. You could also head to couragecore.com forward slash unstoppable. Until next week, as always, keep couraging.